0: Discussion keeps the world turning. This is Roundtable.
1: You're listening to Roundtable with myself, He Young. I'm joined by Lee Yi in the studio and Josh Cotterell on the line. Next up, we have a relationship topic to dive into. When a couple calls it quits and there are shared financial transactions in the mix, A quandary arises. Is it necessary to return money to an ex? What about expensive gifts? Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and any podcast platform of your choice. But hey, the party doesn't stop there. We want to hear your voice on our show. Got curious thoughts or burning questions? Record them and send them our way at ezfmroundtable at foxmail.com. And also, we are Roundtable China on all podcast platforms. Now on Roundtable as we continue today's discussion. Breaking up is tough, especially when you're the one catching the heartbreak and throw in some financial entanglements now we've got a real roller coaster of complicated stressful and downright heartbreaking emotions but wait what about large amounts of money exchanges and pricey gifts is there a return policy for exes let's dig into both the legal and moral and sentimental perspectives On this maze of relationship finance, in a recent court ruling, which involved financial disputes after a romantic split up, the judge granted the large sums of financial transactions to be returned to the plaintiff, while the smaller amounts are good to keep for the defendant. So tell us about this court ruling and case, please. Yeah, uh, this is a case um, at the Beijing
2: Daxing District People's Court. So basically, a person sued his or her former partner for the return of over 450,000 yuan. That's about over 63,000 US dollars. So uh, this person claimed that it was a private loan made during their past relationship. And uh, the accuser, surnamed Chen, and also the defendant, surnamed Wang, they had a one-year romantic relationship. And during this period, obviously, there had been several major financial transactions between the couple. For example, Chen transferred over 50,000 yuan to Wang via WeChat. And also, Chen paid the 100,000 yuan card down payment for Wang as well. And the biggest amount is the 300,000 yuan paid by Chen to one for the purpose of buying a property. So in the end, as, as you said, the court determined that the 400,000 yuan constitutes a private loan, so the defendant should really repay this amount. But for the other smaller amount, it is somehow like the normal expenditure during a romantic relationship. So the ruling of this court is made because um, the judge uh, see that those smaller amount of money transfer via WeChat um, are numbers like Wu Arling, or uh, 1314, basically those numbers with special meanings, similar pronunciation with like, I love you forever in Chinese. So the judge think that these are simply gifts during their relationship. So therefore, like the defendant doesn't really have to return this amount of money. But then for the larger amount, so basically Of course, the two persons have disagreements. One party think it's a loan, uh, while the other think it's a gift. I think the judge finally make the ruling based on the length of their relationship and also the purpose of this amount of money. So that's a very interesting case. Uh, While I think in reality, maybe not so many couples would like involve such a large amount of money transactions, nope. um, or somehow they may have disputes over like expensive gifts as well. But I think this case somehow let us know that how judge like make the ruling based on different perspectives as well.
1: Yeah, and also bear in mind these two people were never married. You know, this yeah. was um, a relationship that um, had to end just after a year and. I also question if, well, they must be really in love or something, <laughs> you know, to make these transfers of large sums of cash, then um I would have thought you need to be pretty sure mm. that maybe this person is the one or something like that. Josh, how do you feel about this court ruling? you're We're not talking legal here. We're talking about perspectives and feelings, okay?
0: Well... It, it makes one consider whether giving any sort of gift to anybody ever again is, is worth it, you know? Oh. Um, I think that um, gifts gifts are extremely complicated and I think it's really interesting from a legal standpoint because really what we're talking about here, and when you talk about love, when you talk about romance, when you talk about the gift, which is, you know, a, a an object, ownership of an object, we're talking about intent right? Which is extremely difficult to determine. It's extremely difficult to say, well, were you in love? How in love were you? What was the intent behind the gift? Was the intent behind the gift um, to receive it back if you break up? Usually it's not the same, right? Uh, it's not that, you know, and it, it makes it really complicated. So um, I, I think that actually one way to do this one solution would be every time you give a gift would to have somebody sign some sort of contract oh, right or you know the death we've talked of about prenups before on this show right <laughs> i mean that's basically what prenups are you know mm. so i uh, i think it's really interesting and um i mean I, I i don't really come from a very gift personally i don't really see the value in gifts that much so for me uh this <laughs> <laughs> so yeah what well, you asked me on a personal level so for me uh, this is no, comes as no surprise you know mm.
2: and also I think you know sometimes in most cases after breakups or divorce uh, people would just argue over things like money or expensive gifts I think the major reason is that they are tangible I mean they can be quantified uh, you seldom see like people arguing how much love I devote to this relationship mm. and yeah. less like Go for a battle on the court. Uh, you simply see people are calculate how much money I've spent for you, or how many pieces of expensive gifts I've ever bought for you. It's only because they are tangible, and uh, you can really uh, argue over these items. I mean, even in those uh, disputes over financial matters in relationships, it's not really so easy to make a ruling because um, sometimes the fact that emotional devotion is really hard to be calculated. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's why, you know, people would think that for those concrete things like money or gifts, I have very like clear ownership of those things. So after breakups, I can really want to reclaim those things back from like my former partner.
1: Mm. Yes. I mean, how can I claim that? How can you compensate me for my like two years or three years of precious time of my youth which is forever gone how are you (laughs) gonna place a price tag on that that without becoming overly dramatic but i can understand like with some expensive gifts or especially gifts with a lot of sentimental value maybe let's say grandma's Mm, well, wedding ring. Well, we're not we're we're talking about like uh, we're well, we're not even talking about like married couples here. Mm-hmm. Then okay, so that not, that's not a great example. Then um, or maybe some family uh, heirloom or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, if you give it to someone, be it you know your girlfriend now or wife later, if you split, I think maybe it makes sense to ask and have it back. But if it's money, then it feels different. It's just some cold cash. And it's interesting and maybe it's also useful to have the judge to make a court ruling because the judge, of course, will interpret the law, but also take under consideration a whole slew of factors of these two individuals and come up with a court ruling that hopefully both parties are satisfied. And this is certainly not the first time that we've seen this kind of case go to court. So we've talked the legal side, the emotional, personal side of it. And what about the moral side of it? It sounds pretty heavy.
2: Yeah, I think we have, like, touched upon a few moral sides uh, already in the show. Um, For example, uh, I think... um, sometimes you have to consider whether this gift is a family heirloom as you said that's a moral side and also you have to consider the financial situation of both parties as well especially when when it comes to like a huge amount of money or a piece of gift that is super expensive for instance there has been an article on financial times where a person really asked for legal advices regarding the return of a piece of very expensive gift from the breakup after the breakup Mm -hmm. Uh, according to this person so it's a she she um, had received an expensive necklace for her birthday and then she and her boyfriend broke up and uh, then um, her ex' financial situation has worsened because of COVID. Oh. So then, like his, uh, her ex is trying to ask for that necklace back. You know, trying to ask her to return the gift. So she's asking, uh, for really advices if she doesn't really want to return that necklace. Is that okay? Mm. So of course, um, there's a lawyer who gives her response saying that legally, so that is a gift, like given to this lady, of course, she can really hold this piece of necklace if she doesn't really want to return it. However, uh, the lawyer also highlighted the moral side. For example, if this necklace means a lot for your ex, then maybe you should consider giving it back to Mm him. And also, um, like um, this lady suggests, uh, her ex-boyfriend has been like struggling financially Mm. so consider your own financial situation maybe you should have like a second thought for your decision Mm. so these are some common uh, moral side and also I think in reality people will just uh, think about the reason why they break up that also matters a lot uh, for uh, the decision whether or not to return the money or gift sometimes if the person think that I'm the one who devoted more to this relation and I haven't done nothing wrong. Yet you are like the one who made some like mistakes and that's why we broke up. It's really hard to persuade this person to return like certain, you know, gifts
1: back um, mm. unless they want to. Yeah. Also, a necklace is pretty special. Yeah. A, a type of item here. How would you feel if this guy gives a pre loved? necklace to the next girlfriend, <laughs> um, you know, it's, yeah, it's a little mm. bit personal. Josh, what do you think is key here? Maybe having an amicable breakup, <laughs> but that doesn't always happen, you know? There's usually the dumpy and the dumper. Rarely do two people just, you know, give each other a hug and you know, part ways in, in such a civil manner.
0: Yeah, it never usually happens like that. And I guess when we talk about these kind of cases, we're talking about people that have invested a lot more in the relationship and I, I think that it it really just comes down to how can you carve this up equally you know carve this this cake up if you like and and honestly I, I don't really have an answer because again as I mentioned before it's just so difficult to figure out the intent of all of these things and the value the emotional value the agreements that have been made is a verbal agreement enough? You know, I think that the most obvious gift, something that is a good example is the engagement ring, right, the, the gift of the engagement ring. That's that's quite a different kind of gift because if you were to give someone an engagement ring and then break up before marriage, then that that would probably mean that you have a legal right to request the return of the ring because there is a fulfillment there. There is something that hasn't been fulfilled, the promise of marriage, right? But with most other gifts, it's not that black and white, right? Mm. It's just a gift simply to give you because I love you. Yeah. And mm. and I think that this is why these legal cases are so interesting. And we see them all the time with celebrities, with people who are not celebrities, with tiny amounts of money, with huge amounts of money. And I think we'll continue to to see these court cases for as long as I'm alive anyway.
1: And also, these people aren't even married. Mm. My advice, I don't have any ground to give advice here, actually, but just to share with you, before marriage, be careful with money, Mm. you know? Like, I see this as investment. If it's before the marriage, whatever I'm throwing into this, I'm not expecting it to return. But of course, you know, everybody's entitled to their own opinion on this. But yeah, after marriage it can also get messy and but there's more laws. There's the whole book of marriage law to look into that. Why do you think it's so difficult to talk about money? Well, I think that's because money is a very
2: sensitive and personal topic. And in most cases, I would say Usually a couple can't expect they have like exactly same or a similar spending habits uh, mm. after they like enter into this relationship. Because people can just have totally different spending habits due to their like uh, background, education mm. and their personal habits and also their income levels will also impact the way they spend money and the way they think about money so maybe one person would like to save for the future well the other want to enjoy the present that happens a lot mm. in all kinds of relationships I mean somehow that could also you know lead to certain conflicts if the couple you know have very deeper discussion about how we're going to spend the money and how we're going to think about the use of this money and also our financial goal sometimes it's just challenging to have this common ground Mm. when it comes to money Uh, however i think it's it's still very important to have this open discussion especially when you want to you know pursue like a marriage uh, with this person because finance is a big part of relationship you can't really avoid this uh, thing uh, no matter how so to have like a candid conversation to express what you really think about the money and uh, also your goal and also maybe the plan for your future. These are all like important topics being included in money discussion, I say.
1: Yeah, definitely. And apparently money is the number one, if not the number two factor that breaks up a married couple. Josh, what are your thoughts on this question?
0: Well, I think that to be quite honest, I think that you should quite strictly keep your assets to yourself in a relationship. <laughs> I, I Is think it's a good to
1: Is this, before... Is this before or after marriage? If I make it both. I sound a little th- nosy I here. I don't mean to. So. Yeah.
0: I think both. Now I know that there may be certain things where I mean talking about if if you were to have children together for example i think that then things can get quite complicated of course and that's where i can see you know finances becoming slightly more complicated and more discussions to be had but otherwise i really don't see why you can't just keep most of your financial assets to yourself you know um whatever they may be unless there is an emergency situation in which case maybe you just owe that person the money. Uh, I I see it quite simply for myself, to be Mm -hmm. honest.
2: I think, you know, despite of those very complicated breakups, reasons like, you know, being cheated or whatever, Uh, as long as you are like, simply this relation can't really work out in the end. uh, So that's why you guys experience a breakup. I think in most cases, no matter it's like money or gift, we can't really see it as like a purely... investment yes uh i think that's simply the devotion you are willing to make uh to make this relation work or simply because i love you and Mm -hmm. i want to devote this for you and also i believe that if a person i mean if your boyfriend or girlfriend truly loves you he or she can't really force you to like spend huge for him or her as well because you two love each other and you want to also want to respect each other as Mm -hmm. well so i don't really think two persons who are deeply in love will just force the other party to spend huge or buy expensive gift if that's something beyond our income level Mm -hmm. i think that's the situation in reality so we can't really you know make everything too you know concrete or we want to make everything clear. We want to split everything. I mean, that's uh, that's more complicated in reality. I
1: think, and it's kind of hard to do that. I suppose if both of you are on the same page, if you're okay with it, then fine. You two are meant for each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's key here is really being able to have that conversation because. Yeah. If you can't even have a civil and meaningful conversation about money before marriage, it's never going to work. Yeah. Do you guys have some possible tips in having this conversation without it blowing up?
0: Don't give gifts to your partner (laughs) ever again.
1: (laughs) What? Good luck finding a partner.
0: (laughs) I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I mean... I think I think what you said is the best advice. I think that open communication about money, which can often be really sensitive, mm-hmm. um, needs to happen in some way or another. Just start the conversation, set your boundaries. I think that it's important to explain clearly to your partner how you feel about money, how you expect it to work. And this this ranges from culture to culture, but I think it also ranges from person to person, right? people mm. have different ideas about how much should be spent on certain things some people are more frivolous or some people someone who's frivolous might say that the other person is too tight with their money right mm. too tight-fisted so i mean it, these things can if they're not discussed early on they can result in conflict so i think the earlier you start having those conversations maybe not on the first date but also also maybe on the first date you know i i think that it depends where the conversation goes really you know, on the I first it, date <laughs> i mean not on the first <laughs> that, date. like but... destroy
2: your r- 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 potential romantic, <laughs> romantic relation
0: <laughs> well maybe you've saved yourself a lot of time and heartache and money if you, <laughs> if you realize on the first date that you have vastly different ideas and morals when it comes to money and gift giving right so i think that it is a really important conversation that isn't you know, doesn't happen early enough in some relationships. So ha- have it early. That's Josh's advice. You don't have to take it. But you did, but you did ask for it. So <laughs> there
2: you go. What about you, Li? Well, I think maybe um, it's important to make sure that both partners are making contributions equally when it comes to romantic relationship, especially in dating process, um, to be very clear about what is mine and what is yours and what is ours. Maybe that's something just just when you're dating yeah because there could be like dating expenses and also if like they deeply love each other and they decided to move together there could be like household Mm. expenditures and uh, that's usually you know these tiny little things are exactly the reason why couples would have conflict about mm. um so i think to have a very clear conversation about these topics could be important mm-hmm. and also especially during date period i would say every person should be responsible for their own money mm. you have to be very like self-reliant even even when you find someone who think are the one in your life still i think especially before marriage you should be financially dependent as possible as you can. And also, um, yeah, maybe that's my advice, I would say.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Some good advice. But I feel compelled to stand up for gentlemen out there about uh, one of the earlier points you made, Li Yi, because I think during the dating stage in China, and I suspect around the world in a lot of places men usually pay more it's an act of chivalry it's to show that you are a generous person if you're like splitting the bill on every date with the guy what's the (laughs) meaning of (laughs) i mean it just feels a bit icky you know know. a bit too independent and our relationship is supposed to be pulling each other closer and closer (laughs) together and then not when you know splitting the bill every time is like all right, there's now the distance of the Pacific between us. So I, I think during the, the dating part, it's a little bit tricky if you're like two equally contribution financially kind of thing. I get
2: your points, but I think like being financially independent doesn't mean like always split the bill like 50 to 50, Uh Uh, like maybe your boyfriend always pays the bill for the meals, then you can also pay the meals for like movies or drinks Mm -hmm. or coffees. So something like this, just to show that you are not uh, like the only one who make contribution to the relation or you are the only one to you know, only receive this devotion. I mean, just to show that you two people are willing to make an equal or not equal, like mutual devotion to this yes. relation. I think that's a better way to put.
1: That's yeah. Put in a really beautiful way, mutual devotion. And also, when you're living together, and then, you know, if she's doing the laundry all the time, and if he's then and if he's cooking, then you know that sounds great. And yeah. then. Yeah, so both are contributing and, uh, and, and having that sensitive discussion of money. Um, it doesn't have to be really blunt. You know, there are many ways to, to do it. Um, once you know your partner better, I think you'll find an adequate approach to talk about it. And trust me, you you got to have to talk.
0: Well, uh, it sounds as though you guys have quite specific rules by which you w- would want to A partner to abide by when it comes to money and gift giving and things like this right it sounds as though you expect it to although you 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 talk about it as though it'd be quite flexible it sounds like you have a pretty clear idea about how it should be right and how bills should be split or if not the bill you know it should be reciprocated in some other kind of way right but is this practical do you think and you know do you think this could actually work
1: Otherwise, what do you expect? Should I pay for everything? Then you gotta behave better, boy. (laughs) So remember, each breakup is unique and flexibility is key. And the goal is to find mutually agreeable solutions that enable both parties to move forward independently and with financial clarity. If complexities arise, bummer. There's always a legal professional you can consult with, but hopefully you can just sort it out between each other. Ah, you know, talk it out, guys. Thank you so much, Josh and Lee Yi, for joining the discussion. I'm Ha Young. We'll see you next time.